Ladies of Lynn, happy Friday. This is your first ever listening on the Woman Podcast. My name is Samani Lynn, and I'm the founder and CEO of Women of Lynn, which is a national women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and inspiring all women to be boss through support and networking. We partake in a variation of different initiatives like weekly group community service. We have an international motivational podcast that you're listening to right now. We have a one-on-one mentorship program for female entrepreneurs called the Boss Academy, and so, so, so much more. You ladies know we have nothing but the best of the best Debbie Boss with each and every episode. And this Debbie Boss, the founder and CEO of I Met Myself Incorporated. This brand is a safe space to motivate, encourage, and transform people's lives by strengthening their faith in the Word of God and bringing awareness to mental health. This week, we're sitting down with this amazing founder and CEO to discuss how to find your calling in an oversaturated market, which we're sure a lot of bosses can relate to, especially now since a lot of you ladies have hopped into entrepreneurship due to the pandemic, so we're going to have a really transparent conversation around that today. So please welcome the amazing Josie, everyone. Hi, everybody. My name is Josie Adele. I'm the founder of I'm In Myself, Inc., and I really, really do appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm very excited. No problem. We're excited to have you here this week. So before we hop into the topic of this week of finding your calling in an oversaturated market, give us a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? Tell us all about you before we hop into the topic this week. So my family is originally from Nigeria. Um, I grew up in Prince George's County my whole entire life. Um, I really, I like it. I like the environment, but it's also good to branch out from it. I went to Townsend University, located in Townsend, for my undergrad years. I'm currently doing my master's as well, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I currently attend University of District Columbia in, in D.C., so, and I... I majored in speech language pathology, so that's my future career path. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. What inspired you to start your very own brand, empowering others to strengthen their relationships with God while also promoting the importance of mental health? Honestly, I would say the experiences that I've gone through so far has inspired me. You know, most people will have like that specific person that they have, but I would definitely say like the trials and tribulations that I've been through. Um, when it comes to when it came to starting my own brand, I originally was like, okay, this is a business that I'm going to do, but more so, I like to see it as an organization because I would like to call it organization simply because it's nonprofit. Um, any proceeds that I receive, um, I'm definitely giving it. Back to the community because that was the main goal of mine was always being able to help other people besides myself and especially when it comes to God God is not a business to me um so with it not being a business to me it's more so like I said an organization and also being able to be a mental health advocate you know real life things happen to us and people struggle with struggle with every day so I feel as though it should also be taken more serious so yeah the experiences that I've gone through really inspired me to start I met myself think. So other than your, of course, your experiences, which I'm sure were really impactful in starting I Met Myself, Inc., what was your turning point when you knew, okay, I have to start this? Were you in college? Were you, did you graduate college? And you were like, I really want to start this brand. Where was your turning point? And when was your turning point when you were like, no, I got to start a brand for this. I got to create a page. I got to get the ball rolling. When was your overall turning point? Honestly, my turning point was in the midst of me going through a lot. Um, I was in high school, and honestly, starting the year 2015, where I was just going through a lot, friendship-wise, relationship-wise, and I 
I don't know. I The fact that I was going through a lot, I remember myself always going to my friends about my problems and still not being okay. And I was just like, one day, I don't know what to do. I don't know who else to call on. And I remember myself being in my dining room and I literally dropped to my knees just crying, like, excessively. Just, just crying out for help. Nobody was home. I was just by myself. And I was just asking God to really just help me. Since then, I knew that I needed to take my relationship with God more serious and do something that won't just help me grow, but others too. So that was like my main turning point. So let's go ahead and hop into the topic this week of finding your calling in an oversaturated market. Um, of course, as you stated, you know, you going through a lot can influence or of course did influence you starting I Met Myself Inc. And I think today it has impacted a lot of people positively. So ladies, listening to that, you guys are probably going through some things and you're not sure how to navigate through it. Sometimes, you know, you can solve that by starting a brand that empowers and influences others if that's been sitting on the back of your mind, just as Josie said. So of course, hopping into this oversaturated market, Josie, finding your calling was probably difficult in the beginning, right? With that being yeah. said, how important is it to differentiate yourself in an oversaturated market and how were you able to do so? I would like to say it's very important extremely important because nowadays everyone for the most part is basically doing the same thing Mm -hmm. um and I feel like because when people see that other people have already started that specific business they're scared to go into it but with that it just all depends on how you go about your brand, your business, your organization, whichever you like to call it. It depends on how it's presented. You know, doing things that would set you aside from others. It's all about being passionate and cre- and having that creative mindset. Because I know for myself, when I was going into what I was doing, um, you know, not a lot of people do things like this, but there are other people that are, you know, they're motivational speakers and they already have... Um, they already have like background when it comes to doing stuff like that but for me I have to remember at the end of the day if I'm called to do this I'm going to keep going to do it because it's something that is destined for me to do and although other people may be doing it it's not going to stop me from being successful in what I'm doing so it's very important you can't let other people's businesses like stop you from completing the vision that you have for yourself Yes, I always say that. I always bring up the analogy, and you ladies have probably heard this a million times, but go to the bread aisle in the grocery store. How many different brands of that same bread do you see? A million, right? It's about how you market it. It's about how you, you know, connect with other people through your brand. It's about, you know, who you really are. It's about really who you are as in day and what you're bringing to the market. I always tell ladies, especially on our platform, and especially on this podcast, just because the market is oversaturated and you see someone else doing Doing it doesn't mean you cannot do the same thing, but also add your own twist to it at the same time. With that being said, what are the pros and cons, in your opinion, Josie, of being in an oversaturated market? For an example, a con could be, of course, it's oversaturated, but a pro could be it's well-niched or you're well-niched once you're differentiated. So in your own opinion, what are the pros and cons of being in an oversaturated market? Hmm, okay. I'd like to start with the cons first, because like you can be well-established, but you may only have little control over the market. So there's a saying that goes like, you all may be price takers instead of price makers. And just to elaborate on that, it's more price takers 
they must accept the market price. Like whatever they see, they have to accept it. And they have to sell each of their products or whatever the case may be at the same market price. But price makers, they're able to influence the market price and enjoy the pricing. And they have power over that. But when it comes to the pros for me about being in the oversaturated market, it's basically being able to still create whatever you please just based on the passion that you have for what you're doing. For example, like I make hoodies, t-shirts, etc., but I don't care about making a lot of sales because my passion is really about being able to help others rather than, rather than taking from them. So it all ties down back to the passion that you have behind what you're doing. You may be in an oversaturated market, but because that's the case, you won't stop from achieving the goal that you have for yourself because you're so passionate, you're so driven, and you love what you're doing. That would, would make everything more better for you, honestly. Like... It will even phase you after some point that you're in an oversaturated market because then you're going to start achieving those goals that you have set for yourself to get yourself out of that market. So you really just have to be passionate and determined that you will see yourself through. As a boss, a lot of people immediately, like almost immediately become intimidated when walking or entering in an oversaturated market. What was the biggest challenge you faced in your market in the beginning and why? One thing I would say my biggest challenge at first was really support. Um, If I can say that, because anything else, it wasn't anything major, but it was honestly just support. Um, I had to remind myself that the support will come and it shouldn't be my main focus because what I'm doing is to help other people besides making myself, you know, better in a sense and not not rely on, you know, just taking, taking, taking at the end of the day, like... I know when it comes to making a business, everybody wants somebody to be like, oh, um, be the main cheerleader for them and support them and all that you're doing. But if you see it from that point of view, you'll just get so stuck on, oh, this person's not supporting me and forgetting why you started your business. So that was my biggest challenge. And I'm thankful that I was able to overcome that because no matter what, the support will come. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people already realize that it's more so strangers that will support you first than the people that are around you. And that's completely fine. That's completely fine. Just know that the support will come no matter what. And if that's your biggest challenge today, you will definitely overcome that. Mm. A lot of entrepreneurs go through that, especially in the beginning. I always say sometimes a stranger will support you more than your own BFF. And that's okay. That is totally okay, especially when you started, you know, in your hometown or city. You're probably thinking, why haven't the people that I know, you know, reposted what I have going on or reposted my T-shirts or reposted this flyer? It's okay because if you're so caught up on the support, you'll never get started. Just like a lot of you guys may hear, if you get caught up on perfection, you'll never start. So you can't necessarily overwhelm yourself with the ideation of, you know, who's going to support me, who's not going to support me. Girl, you got to just start. You got to be consistent. People will catch on with time. So just as Josie said, don't sweat in the beginning. So speaking of entering an oversaturated market, what are some tips you can give to the bosses listening on ways they can set themselves aside? Of course, you've been in the game for some years. You know, you've been able to establish your name brand. So with that being said, what are some different tips you can give to the bosses listening on how to do the same? I'll definitely start off with doing some research. Um, It's important to know what you're doing and what you're getting into. Just gain some understanding of the methods that, you know, your competitors are using to promote their business. It can 
give you an advantage of when your customer, like where your customer base is limited. Um, create that niche for your business. It gives a customer the reason to choose your product or your merch or whatever the case may be over similar ones. Like people tend to choose products that fit their specific needs and will look for what makes your company different or what makes your business different or what makes your, your organization different. Um, and most importantly, promote yourself. <laughs> if there's one thing to make, like to take away from this, I would definitely say promote yourself and do not be discouraged because it's so easy to get discouraged when you see somebody else doing what you're doing. But once you have that main goal, like that main goal in your head that your business will be like over the top, it's bound to happen. You just cannot be discouraged and promote yourself, not just through social media, but by your voice. Mm-hmm. You can speak, you have a mouth, use it. When you're in public and you sing other people, you're talking to them, just flip it in there. Oh, I have this business. You should check it out. You know, promoting yourself is the key, <laughs> the least to say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the few tips that I have. What do you feel like has been your proudest moment thus far with having a brand as a boss, Josie? Um, honestly, I would say creating my scholarship. Like, people don't realize the joy I get behind helping other people. Like, people just ask me, oh, you know, you created a scholarship. You know, why did you do it? I did it because I want to help other people rather than helping myself. Like, it shows that I don't, it shows that I don't even need to know you in order to help you. And I feel like nowadays in our society, it's like, okay, I'm only going to help this person because I'm close to them. But it shouldn't be the case. Like, if you see somebody on the street that needs help just taking their groceries to the car, help them. It's little stuff like that that helps people's day, like, just get better. So my proudest moment was definitely creating my scholarship, and I'm so happy that I've been able to do it three years successfully. And um, I pray for many more years to come because even though, like, all the applicants may not win, they're still appreciative of what what I do so that has been my proudest moment this far last but not least Josie before you go what are some general tips and pointers that you can give to the bosses listening on ways that they can set themselves aside in an oversaturated market while also staying consistent during this time of course we're still going through a pandemic so what are some different ways that they can stay consistent in an oversaturated market as well um the main thing I would say is keep going like, it's so easy, really, really, really easy to get, um, what's that word? It's, it's really easy to just feel as though you're out of place when it comes to doing what you're doing because you may see other people doing it better than you. It's so easy to compare yourself to other people, but you really just have to keep going. And the main thing I would say out of all the ways is don't give up. Don't give up. Like... And that's the problem when it comes to seeing how other people are moving with their business in the overshare street and market or in regard like of anything, don't give up. Even if it may seem intimidating, don't give up. Because everyone's way of thinking is different and everyone is automatically unique in their own way. So why give up before trying? Period period love that (laughs) love that perfect way to end off this episode biggest takeaways from this episode from Josie ladies stay consistent make sure you're solving a problem within your market and bringing something to the table and don't trip over the support the support will come so before you go Josie what's next for yourself and your brand and where can I ladies and listening find you as far as your website socials give us everything before you go 
So what's next for myself? I see myself being happy consistently, um, at peace in life. Nothing major. As long as I'm alive, there will always be something next. I may not know what it is right now, but I know it will be something great for myself and my business, my brand organization. Just staying consistent in every aspect of my life. And you can find me on Instagram. My social media is I Met Myself Inc. And my website is located in my bio. And also, if you want to look for my main Instagram, it's Josie Joe with four E's. And that's it. Thank you so much for having me. I sincerely appreciate this. No problem. Thank you so much for being on our podcast this week. And thank you ladies so much once again for tuning in to the Wimbledon Podcast. You ladies can listen in on this episode on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any podcast system platform there is we are on. Thank you ladies once again for tuning in and you ladies will hear me next week. Peace.